Hey everybody, welcome back to another podcast episode. Um, I'm also I'm filming this one, so if you are watching the filmed version of this episode, then um, you'll have to bear with me. I will be looking at my laptop and my notes for a lot of this, so forgive me for um, not having much eye contact with you during this conversation. So today I will be talking about tithing. This is something super close to my heart, something I'm really passionate about because I really believe that it's so crucial and important to understand why we tithe and um, realizing that it's not just us giving money to a church, it's not us funding the coffee machine and the cake stand at the church. This is really um, something that the Lord has ordained and for good reason. And so when I started kind of preaching for my church a little bit last year, they would start with getting us to do tithes or communion, which was great because it really caused me to study the subject and really learn about it and look at all the scripture um, and get the revelation of it. So for me personally, I was never a tither growing up, even into my adulthood. Um, have always been a churchgoer, bar one or two years of my life, but never ever tithed. I was, the tithing basket was always handed around, but it wasn't, we were told it's something we should do, but they didn't say why. And I never remember seeing a lot of whole scriptural backing up of why it was important. I just saw all the cakes and the coffees and all the fancy little things that the church would spend money on. And I was going, I don't want to be a part of funding the cake stand after church. So therefore, the church is not getting my money. I did not realize that it's us giving money to the Lord, not us giving money to the church. Um, and honestly, always struggled with money growing up. I was such a stinge. I was the tightest person ever. Spending money was just such an ordeal for me. Going to the grocery shop, I was just analyzing the price of everything. And I was just constantly in a state of having a lack mindset. And no matter how much money I tried to save, the money always run out. It's like my finances were in this big bucket and that bucket had a gaping big hole at the bottom and no matter how much I tried to fill my bucket, that bucket was emptied. Things would pop up, financial expenses, expenses, sorry, would pop up and my money was just always, just felt like it was running through my fingers. And um, then I was taught properly through the word of God, through um, a lovely person in my life that I became to understand why it was important and the benefits attached to it. God doesn't tell us to do something without it having a benefit to us. He doesn't just make rules and instructions to make our lives miserable. It's always to bless us. So that is what we were talking about today. Tithing has changed my life. Um, you know, the last two years, people's job security 
has left for a lot of people with the whole coronavirus going on. And if you're choosing to stay unvaccinated, then job options are much more limited, including myself. Um, choosing not to take the vaccine, yes, that has meant that I've been fired from a job and the options have been limited, but because I'm a tiber, because I've been standing on the word, because I'm a giver, I have never been without work. I literally had, I've had two weeks where I haven't had work and I chose to take that two weeks off. It was not something that I had to do. Um, and the Lord has never failed to provide me with a source of income um, while I'm looking around and there's so many people around me struggling financially to get work, but I have been divinely protected from that. And I believe it's because I put the Lord first with my money. So wisdom was the master and director of the work of creation. I believe it's in Proverbs that tells us this. So wisdom created the world. This same wisdom is the word of God and this same word of God tells us how to manage our money and it instructs us to tithe. All the instructions we need for a good life are in the word. Nothing is left out and you know for marriage, for finances, for health, it's all in there and so this word that tells us to manage how to manage our money tells us to tithe. Now God has systems in place. We as humans, as a created being, we do not have the right to rewrite God's instructions or the playbook of how to do things. If we don't do finances God, God's way, there is no guarantee our way will work because we didn't follow his system. Now, God's ways are higher than our ways. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His way of doing things usually, or not usually, always really, doesn't make any sense at all to the human natural mind. Humanly thinking, we don't, doesn't make sense to us that giving away money creates more money and makes it come back to us in a larger amount. That doesn't make sense to the human mind, but God's ways confounds the wisdom of man. So, now God wants our respect and he looks to our actions to see if we are obeying and respecting his systems, his instructions, his guidance. Now our faith without works is dead. So we do need actions to our faith. If we are believing God for finances, we need to have faith and actions attached to that. So God has systems in place. He tells us what to do through his word, tithing. Let's just start off by saying that the word tithe is not a made up word. Or like we don't get to choose how much we tithe. We don't wake up Sunday morning and kind of change how much we want to give to the Lord. The word tithe actually means 10%. You can choose to give more than that, you, but the tithe, 10%, that should be the minimum. We don't just get to choose, okay? So Proverbs 3, chapter 9, in the Amplified Version of the Bible says, 
honour the Lord with your capital and sufficiency and with the first fruits of all of your income. So any money that comes into your hands, we should be tithing off of that. I had someone ask me recently, oh, like if you were just given $50,000, what would you do? And my automatic response was, I would tithe and sow seeds of offering off it. It doesn't even cross my mind to do anything else but what comes into our hands, we tithe off of that. And it's the first fruits of your income. We don't tithe once we've paid the bills, once we've paid taxes, once we've paid for everything else. That's not the last thing we think of. Tithing should be the first thing that we do with our income. Why? So shall your storage places be filled with plenty. Our storage place for our money is our bank account. And your vat shall be overflowing with new wine. Deuteronomy 26.2 says, You shall take some of the first of all the produce of the soil which you harvest from the land the Lord your God gives you, and to the place, the sanctuary, which the Lord your God has chosen as the abiding place for his name and his presence, which is the church. We don't tithe to our boss. We don't tithe to our parents or to our grandparents. We tithe to the abiding place for his name and his presence, which is our church right so the Lord everything that we have is a gift from the Lord to where you live your apartment your house to your car to your clothing everything that we have is by the grace of God that he's given it to us so he gives us our jobs he gives us our money our money that we earn is not ours. It is the Lord's and he's letting us keep it. Like what a guy. Come on. And we thank the Lord for what we have by giving it part of it back to him. If we rely on God solely and only not dividing our source of provision, we will never fail. You know, a double-minded man should not believe that he receives anything. If someone is constantly floating between, oh, I trust God, but oh no, I'm looking only to my job for my security. If you're constantly tossing between the two, you'll be unstable and you will fail. But if we rely on God only for our source of provision, he, it is impossible for God to fail. As humans, yes, we can fail, but God can never fail. So if we stick to doing things his way and having faith in him, we can't go wrong. He won't let us down. So acting on God's wisdom and applying his wisdom leads to success and a smooth path. Proverbs 3, chapter 5, verse, no, Proverbs, yeah, chapter 3, verse 5. I'm pretty sure that's what that says there. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So like I said at the beginning, God's ways of doing things don't make a whole lot of sense to the human mind, but our job is to just trust and believe that his way is good. He is our father. A father, a good father would not purposely do things to harm his children. So the things the Lord tells us to do are not to harm us or to make our lives hard, but it's to bless us. So we need to acknowledge him, do things his way, and he will make our paths straight. He goes before us and makes the crooked places straight. And if God can get money through you, he will get it to you. 
So, you know, where our treasure is, there our heart lies. If we find it super hard to let go of money, to let it go out of our hands, it's it's a way of showing, or, yeah, showing that money is a god. It's an idol. If you can't let go of it, it's not going to come. If we can't let it go out of our hands, we're not going to have much come back into our hands because it's an idol. It's a god. We can't idolize anything above the Lord. Um, and money really is one of the gods of this world. It keeps so many people in bondage and so many people are obsessed with it. Um, now, money itself is not evil. It's not bad at all. We need it. God wants to bless us with it. But it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. We can have money without it having us. But there's some people where money has them. <sighs> so what we say and what we do with money says a lot about the condition of our heart. You know, it really doesn't take long to find out where somebody is at with money and finances because out of the mouth, the heart, speaks or out of the heart the mouth speaks. I think that's the one out of the heart the mouth speaks what's on people's hearts and minds will come out of the mouth and it honestly because money is such a big part of people's lives it doesn't take long to figure out where they're at with money you can hear someone say oh that's so expensive or we can't afford that I can't do that oh my gosh like you can just hear it come out of their mouth whether they believe in the provision of God or whether they are constantly thinking about lack or just if they're just constantly thinking about money in general. Hmm. So how do we get our tithes to work for us? You know, we have to do things in faith for them to work for us. We can do something like an action or do something but we need to mix it with faith for it to work for us. So somebody can tithe, but they might not get the full benefit of that unless they really believe in why they're doing what they're doing and standing on the word of God to see the fruits of it. So we need to know what we're doing. We need to gain knowledge and understanding of what we're doing because it's the truth that we know that sets us free. The whole truth, all the truth is in the word of God. But unless we know it, and I'm not talking about head knowledge, I'm talking about revelation heart knowledge. Until we know that truth, we won't be set free. You know, the word also tells us to study, to show ourselves approved. You know, I believe it's in Proverbs where it says it's the glory of a king to... talks about a king having to find a hidden do you know what just bear with me for a second i know it's in here somewhere Uh, right proverbs 25 2 it's the glory it is the glory of god to conceal a thing but the honor of kings is to search out a matter so we are to study the word we are to dig and uncover the truths and revelations in god's word okay And then once we know that truth, it sets us free and we can walk in it. So 
The steps to receiving anything by faith are hearing because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And once we hear it, then we believe it in our heart. Because you can know something in your head, but not have it be revelation in the heart. So we hear something, then we believe it. And when you believe something, you speak it because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then faith has action. And then we start to act on what we believe. And then we receive the thing and then we stay in a place of thankfulness and gratitude. So it's the same with tithes. We tithe, that's an action of our faith. And then we can stand on scripture and stand on the word of God to receive the benefits of tithing, which I am going to read to you right now to end this little episode. So Malachi 3 Actually, before I start, I want to say this. There are some people that will say, Galatians, okay, th- this happened to me last year. I preached, I did tithes at church one day, and there was a guest lady in the congregation that visited church that day. She pulled me aside after church service. She thought it was her duty, correct me, in the word of God. And she said, <clears throat> Galatians 3.13 tells me that I, and redeemed from the curse of the law. Tithing is the part of the law. Therefore, we do not need to tithe. And then she continued to tell me that everything I said was wrong. To which I said, tithing was a thing well before the law. Actually, I believe it was 400 years. So you can't tell me that tithing was a part of the law because it wasn't. Abraham tithed to Melchizedek, who is a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. No one knows where he came from. No one knows when he ended. There is no end to him. You can go read about that yourself. But tithing has been in existence a long, 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 long time. So it is not a part of the law that we do not know that we no longer have to take a part in. It is something that we still need to do. So let's just get that out of the way. Malachi 3, chapter. Where do I want to start from? Do you know what? If you're not tithing, you're actually robbing God. Here's proof. Malachi 3, 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you, Lord? In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. So if we are holding back what rightfully owns to the Lord... We are robbing him and I don't want to rob from a human, but especially not the Lord. These, what I'm about to tell you right now, is all the benefits of tithing. Malachi 3.10 Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Now this doesn't say food in my house only when the economy is good, only when the shelves are full. This just says that there will be food in my house. So I know that if I'm a tither, no matter how empty those shelves are in the grocery store, when there's a pandemic, no matter what's going on in the economy, I will always have food. And try me now in this. This is the only time in the word where it tells us that we can test God. Because we should not test God. We have no right 
to do that at all. But when it comes to the subject of tithes and offerings, he says, you try me now in this and tell me that it doesn't work. So the Lord's pretty confident that this works. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that, that, will, that there will not be room enough to receive it. Can you imagine having so much given to you that you don't even have room enough to store it? Like that is not scraping through or like just having enough to survive. That is above and beyond. <clears throat> Let's carry on. And... Okay, this is one of the major parts of the blessing of tithing that I love. And I, God, will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. So if we do our part by tithing to the Lord, he will rebuke the devourer. So the devourer is the devil. Anything that comes along and wants to eat up all of your finances. So if we tithe, the Lord will rebuke the devourer for our sakes. So anything that tries to come in and steal your money, the Lord's going to give it a swift slap up the head. But we have to be in faith for that to happen, just by the way, as with all things. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed. For you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Can you imagine being so blessed that all of the nations look at you and go, mm, blessed, you are hashtag blessed. Like, as I believe that us Christians should be living better than everyone else in the world. If sinners can be out there looking like, look like with wealth, with provision, with great gain, I believe that us Christians should be looking even more blessed than the people of the world because that's what this says. We as Christians should not be ashamed of wealth or having wealth or having money or possessions as long as it doesn't have us and have a hold on us. I believe that we should be looking blessed more than everyone else because we are children of the Most High God. That's why I don't walk around town in a tracksuit, in like daggy, oversized, like gross clothes. No, I'm a child of God. I live in blessing. I walk in blessing and I stand in faith for that. So if you're not a tither, I think it's about time that you should start. It wasn't until I started tithing that things started to look up for me. And you know what? It feels amazing. It feels so refreshing and so light. Like, it's hard to explain. You just feel light when you are a giver, when you're a tither, but also someone that's um, sowing financial seeds to other ministries. Just to have that feeling of not being stressed about money, just to know that God has me completely covered financially and that I never have to lack. <coughs> you know, and the Bible doesn't say that tithing only works if the economy is flourishing and blooming. No, it just says that it works. I believe that no matter what happens in the world, the Lord will always look after his people. We don't know how. We don't know how it's going to look, but it's going to happen. 
Dude, Elijah was fed by the ravens. If he can be fed by a bird, if an angel can make him bread and pancakes in the wilderness, I think the Lord. <sighs> look, you look at the people in the Old Testament and how God provided for them, the miracles that they had. We live in the New Testament. We have a new covenant based on better promises. So the Lord can actually provide for us better than what he did to the Old Testament believers. Just like think on that for a minute. We need to renew our minds and get our minds in line with the word of God and start to really believe God for miracles and just realizing the benefits that we can have as New Testament believers. Anyways, I am going to leave this podcast here, episode here, that was an absolute word scramble. But I hope you enjoyed. Uh, enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share it with people. Really helps me out. If you have any suggestions or something you would like me to talk on, please feel free to let me know. And if you disagree with what I said, keep it to yourself. Everything that I've said is backed up scripturally, so no real room for argument here. It's between you and the Lord. Um. I hope you are blessed. Um, bonjour, no, bonjour, bonjour is how you say hello. I can't even remember how to say goodbye in French. Uh, catch you later, mate.